welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of DCM Optical Holdings Limited and Commissioners for HMRC. The citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 26. And this week we're looking at a tax case involving DCM Optical Holdings, who you might know better as the High Street Opticians Optical Express. The tax in question is VAT and operates by way of self-assessment so that taxpayers submit their own returns to HMRC. Optical Express is partially exempt for the purposes of VAT because while it supplies things like glasses, frames and lenses where VAT is chargeable, it also provides services where VAT is not charged. Where that is the case, section 19.4 of the Value Added Tax Act 1994 states that the money Optical Express receives should be apportioned between the taxable and the exempt elements. The reason that Optical Express and HMRC have ended up going to court is because in October 2005, HMRC contacted Optical Express to say that they had underdeclared the amount of VAT owed between the period of October 2002 to July 2003. In those circumstances, Section 73 of the Act allows HMRC to make their own assessment of the VAT owed, either two years after the accounting period, or one year after the evidence justifying an assessment comes to HMRC's knowledge, whichever of these is later. Optical Express argued that HMRC knew something was wrong in January 2004, and so that started the one-year timer for them to make their assessment under Section 73. As such, it was argued that their assessment that was presented in October 2005 was time-barred. The other issue in this case was about the ability for input VAT to be offset against output VAT. Normally, under Section 25.3 of the VAT Act, when the amount of input VAT exceeds the amount of output VAT, then the excess should be paid to the taxpayer by HMRC in the form of VAT credits. However, in this case, HMRC had reduced the VAT credits that Optical Express had submitted in its returns. Optical Express argued that HMRC did not have the power to make such reductions because Section 25.3 requires HMRC to pay Optical Express the VAT credits which it claims. The justices of the Supreme Court dealt with the time bar challenge first, and so the question was at what point HMRC could be taken to have knowledge of facts that justified making the assessment under Section 73. It was agreed that HMRC needed actual knowledge rather than mere constructive knowledge. Constructive knowledge is another way of saying that HMRC did not know something, but could have taken steps to find it out. That is all fine, but we need to know at what time the clock starts rolling for the purposes of section 73. It was decided that a court must first find out what the facts were that, in the view of HMRC, justified making an assessment. Once they have those facts, the court must then decide what was the last of those puzzle pieces, and when that fact became known to HMRC. That is the relevant date where the period starts. In this case, the last piece of evidence came to HMRC's attention at the start of September 2005, and so the October 2005 assessment was well within the one-year limit. 
Next was the question about whether HMRC were obliged to pay Optical Express's VAT credits. Everyone agreed that HMRC certainly had the power and duty to carry out an investigation into the validity of VAT credit claims. But there was disagreement on whether, as a result of such an investigation, it then had the power not to pay a claim. This might sound strange that HMRC would have no choice in this matter, but Optical Express pointed out that HMRC have no express power in statute to refuse to pay a claim. Nevertheless, the Supreme Court held that it is implied within Section 25.3 of the VAT Act that the obligation to pay VAT credit only arises once it can be verified that the VAT credit is actually due. The obligation cannot exist based purely on the self-assessment of the taxpayer. This implication might not be in the statute, but it does marry up with the general duty of HMRC to, quote, be responsible for the collection and management of VAT, as per Schedule 11, Paragraph 1 of the VAT Act. Furthermore, it is consistent with the general principle of ensuring that people pay the right amount of tax. I think this decision is an easy one to agree with. Optical Express were clearly trying their luck when it came to the VAT tax credits. Just because they claim the credits doesn't mean they are automatically entitled to them, when awarding them would be a form of unjustified enrichment. While there might not be a formal power for HMRC to refuse payment of credits, not recognising such a power would be inconsistent with the tax regime and would be a ridiculous loophole to open up. I do have a bit more sympathy with Optical Express on the first point, whether the assessment by HMRC should be time-barred. When exactly the clock should start is up for some debate, The approach of the Supreme Court, where you identify the date that the last piece of evidence needed by HMRC was acquired, makes practical sense because it allows the courts to nominate an exact date, but it does leave things up to HMRC to a great extent. The justices even say that this is based on the opinion of HMRC, so even if there is a preponderance of evidence, HMRC can still say that there was not enough to justify an assessment and so they can delay the timer or argue before a court that their assessment was not time-barred. Unfortunately, this decision is based on the wording of the statute, which says, quote, One year after evidence of facts sufficient in the opinion of the commissioners to justify the making of the assessment comes to their knowledge, end quote. As such, I think the hands of the Supreme Court were unfortunately tied by the statute, even if it would be better for the courts to identify the reasonable opinion of HMRC. This case shows that the law gives a great deal of power to the commissioners, and while that is a good thing for the efficient running of the tax system, it does also open the door to potential injustice. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!